Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Yay! Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag real life. It's Abby. And this is Danielle. We're and back. We're, yeah, we're back. We're here. We're ready. And, you know, usually we do a little banter, but I think we're all just eager to get into our combo with our special guest today. Uh, so we have a friend who we became friends through another friend on social media and uh, got to be on her podcast and are, we're just so excited to learn more about her life, her, I mean, you know, little tidbit, her doing some comedy stuff, working in all the fun areas. Can't wait. We have Claire Lochran on the pod. Hi, thank you for inviting me. It's very exciting to chat with you both. Yay. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. Like we said, we met via Rachel, also a past guest yeah. uh, for our love of Disney. And I will forever just think of Teen Beach and you and our oh my experience gosh. of listening Amazing. To it. Yes. Both friends of the pod of Inside <laughs> yes. the Disney Vault, of course, which has been on an extended hiatus now. I hope we go back <laughs> into the vault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have covered a lot of of ground on the ball. Yeah, I think yeah. we needed to take an extended breather after we finished watching all of the Disney Channel original movies, <laughs> which you both were a part of. So yes. that's very exciting. <laughs> well, that's just so many hours of watching Disney movies. <laughs> no, I know I haven't calculated it. I think there were like 143 of just the Disney Channel original movies. So it oh was a lot. Gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, your your guys' intro was so funny because you're like, we did the Disney the Disney original movies into the vault, then we did Pixar, then we did decoms, and, and you'd have to go back. There were sequels. It was so fun. And uh, I love yeah. listening and just laughing. With yeah, you guys. it's fun. It's very, very fun. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's like a, it started as a fun project because we were like, well, we haven't seen all of the Disney movies, so let's try it out. And then we just kept going and decided to take on the big feat of those <laughs> Disney Channel original movies. And now whatever we choose next feels like would also be a humongous like library worth because a lot of people would like us to do direct to video sequels or I don't know maybe like we've talked about doing different tv shows and all that just sounds like uh I mean a lot which is not not bad right we also I'm I mean we watch so much cars content like okay there's so much oh yeah the shorts (laughs) we watch all of the shorts all of the movies all of the specials yeah there's a lot and it works out because you guys like work so well just with the three of you like you have completely different styles completely different personalities but it works out so well and how you guys kind of like came together too oh thank you that's very kind <laughs> very fun. yeah it is fun how like no matter what we'll we'll have something to talk about right <laughs> yes it, again I can't speak highly enough of our time on uh inside the Disney vault and now yeah like I said teen beach is one of my favorites. Teen Beach one is so fun. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Uh, yeah, really great, solid musical. 
and, and I know I was really hard on the, uh, the goofy main character, but then when I watched the second, uh, the, the second one, I really loved his character when he was like going up against the like blow up doll and like giggling. I forget what his name is. This is how- oh my god, I do too. I would forget like a week after. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like could not. I like I can't have no memory when we're going through the Disney Channel original movies. And one of the things we do is we like we rate them or we you mm-hmm. know. And my scale was always all over the place because I could not remember <laughs> what I gave to movies that I liked. So, but yeah, you're right. That character was really fun because I think part of the Teen Beach is it's such a parody of. Mm-hmm you know teen beach style movies so the mm-hmm. wackier the better yes oh i love it well <laughs> i mean i know inside the disney vaults and we'll obviously like tag in the show notes all your stuff at the end but that's more i mean relatively recent but we want to get to know little claire and oh. your journey <laughs> oh uh God. and you know i think people would be excited to learn that yeah you live in LA right now, correct? Yes. Yes. Well, to quote Tanya from White Lotus, I was born in San Francisco, which is true. Um, (laughs) So like I I was saying to you before we started, I've always lived in big cities. So I think that is pretty unusual, but I, I didn't realize that until, you know, I grew up and started meeting people who didn't grow up in big cities. So so yeah, I I grew up in like in the city of San Francisco because I guess a lot of people don't realize that's what you you mean <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't know sometimes people say San Francisco but they mean like somewhere nearby but it was like in the city and then um, I left for college and I so growing up I just loved theater and musical theater and like pop culture and TV. And it's like, I still love all those things. But I think when I was little, I I just thought that like everybody liked to put on plays for their parents (laughs) and like made their friends do plays every time they hung out until one day, one of my friends was like, can we not do a play today? (laughs) I was like, what? We have a built-in audience arriving when my mom comes to get me. Um, uh, although I was also very shy too. So it's kind of like a weird mixture of like, I love putting on little shows, but like was, you know, like really shy. Um, so I just, I always did, um, theater. And then I went to college at UC Santa Cruz, which was not a great fit for me because they did not have musical theater, which is like, I was obsessed with musical theater in, in high school. I was always in like two shows at a time. And again, like never really getting cast, (laughs) as parts but like still just like loved it um and uh and then yeah so then I went to school and they had they were very into experimental theater there so it was very much like a new vibe for me when I just wanted to be like singing (laughs) right However, um, the cool thing about going there was that they offered clown classes because one of the teachers there, uh, Patty Gallagher, shout out, she's wonderful, uh, was an associate professor at the San Francisco Clown Conservatory. So a lot of people who went to UC Santa Cruz started doing clown work. Like, And that's like, when you think of it, I would say it's it's like a Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, like Lucille Ball, like physical yes. comedy kind of thing. Yes. So like we would yeah, go yeah. to, yeah. So like we would go to class and for like three hours, just be laughing and working on little clown pieces and sort of learning about how that world works. And I love that so much because it, because you can say so much just with your physicality. And I think mm-hmm. that just adds so much richness 
to uh, being a performer. And so then, um, is this like too much, by the way? I feel like I'm just talking on and on and on. No, we love it. it. (laughs) We go with however the guest was like, we ask questions. We, I'm just like loving this because I'm like writing down, I have, I have questions I want to ask you, but I'm interested in your It is so funny. (laughs) In your clown life. Yeah, it is really funny too when I think about it because I'm like, yeah, that's just so like, duh. But then I realized that that's not normal. (laughs) You're like, Steve like, from Jackass. Just yes, kidding. But. Yes. yes, but I'm like, oh, well, I was oh, like, everyone I know was doing that too. So it's normal. Um, So after college, I went to the Clown Conservatory, which happened to be in San Francisco, which was very convenient because I just moved back home with my parents um, right. who were very, you know, gracious to let me do that. And also always very into the, the, um, the theater stuff they're always like oh fun okay you ask, go to were they supportive school? they yeah. were yeah they're very, so they're good. like yeah I know I feel very very fortunate and that they've always been supportive they've always been like oh neat you like singing cool okay big because <laughs> I would like sing like non-stop in the house to a to point where like I do it now and I sort of don't realize it it's just sort of like a personality trait of mine right. and I would it's like I could see it being very annoying but like for the most part I do it when I'm happy so I think yeah. that it's usually a good thing um so does Danielle uh, yeah really? I definitely do yes I love it's, that. It's, it's basically like when I don't know I feel like I've like talk through things by song sometimes you know yes. what I mean like you're yes. kind of like I'm stressed or like saying like things like that or like yes. gotta cut the bin, you know like whatever you're saying Absolutely. like yeah I'm, I am with you 100 <laughs> percent yes I do it all the time I like to fill space to like mm-hmm. communicate things to what I don't whatever so so yeah they they were very much used to that um and then yeah so I went to clown school and it was a year-long program it was like what you have you imagine it was a building if at the circus center that was filled with acrobats and aerialists and clowns and so it's like every everybody doing these like training at a very high level and then of course the clowns were kind of like at the bottom there because you know they just thought we were like silly like running around doing little (laughs) silly bits (laughs) it takes so much talent like you have to be so vulnerable to be in any sort of comedy capacity so Mm -hmm. it's and like it is interesting now to thinking about like I was still very young in clown school. I was like 22. I just left college and how a lot of the classes are hard because uh, it very, it's very, I was always like, I've never liked the kind of theater classes where it's like, we're going to break you down and then build you back yeah, up because like yeah. they are trying to get you to a vulnerable place. And I feel like I've been through so many classes like that. And a lot of clown classes were like that as well, because like you said, exactly that it is about vulnerability and connecting with an audience. Cause in clown school or you, or in clowning, you learn that you have all kinds of partners. So like a prop is a partner, uh, another clown is a partner. And then most importantly, probably the audience is your partner. So like any little thing you do, you like check in with them because they're there with you and you're, it's like a communication going on. So, um, so that part was hard, but I just realized, well, cause in clown school, they also often would talk about how clowns only get better with age. And I think a lot of it does have to do with that. The fact that 
you you know yourself better and you right. are willing to be more open. And actually, I'm just kind of realizing that now as I'm talking <laughs> about it, how like, yeah, it's really hard when you're 22 and you're still like feel weird and awkward and you're trying to do something that's funny, but also genuine, but you're still, you know, like afraid and like putting right. up walls that- You're figuring shit out. Yeah. 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 So now I've, and, I, and like, I do miss it now. And like, I wouldn't, I haven't done like a true clown piece in a long time, but- there's like an itch for me to do it. However, again, it's so hard to practice because you can't just do it on your own. You have to do it in front of an audience to know what you really have, because that's right. where you learn. Like you get the feedback of if it's working or not. It's like a stand-up show, you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. if there are crickets, probably not very funny. Sadly, right. so. Well, and yeah. it's also interesting too, because if you think about like comedy or like when you're using your voice, it's a little bit different because people are like they're talking about experiences that they've had or experiences that they're doing like right at the moment. Whereas like, I'm sure like when you're clowning, it's also very different because you're like, okay, now I'm doing things with my body. Like you're not, you have to pull from something, but if you don't have a lot to pull from, you can't like speak it out loud kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's very different. It, totally. And like, it's a lot, it's a lot of being very comfortable in silence and stillness. And yeah. that's, that actually really came in handy once I moved to LA. So after clown school, I kind of hung out for a while and I was like, okay, maybe I should, I need to move away from home and feel like an adult. So I moved to Los Angeles and my only goal was to take classes at UCB, which is the improv school. Mm-hmm. Cause I had been listening to, to a ton of podcasts and everybody I admired talked about how they went to UCB. And I was like, okay, UCB, I love it. So I went to UCB and um, I mean, I, I, took improv there for like over five years and, and it was great. And one thing I noticed is that so much of what people do in improv, it's just like, talk, 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 talk. However, you can pull in so many of those clown skills. Like it's okay to just take a minute and like open a fridge and pull out some milk or whatever. Like, so it's just like cool to be able to combine those skills. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so then I did improv forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, and that's where you met Rachel and Oscar. Yes. And that's where I met Rachel and Oscar. And it's cool because like there's like a really huge community of people who all like kind of know each other and do improvise together or don't or like have become friends. Like I'm friends with a lot of people and we can't really pinpoint exactly like how Mm -hmm. we became friends, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, really fun. And like so then, then the pandemic happened and everything just shut down and UCB only recently came back. And I actually haven't, I think I went to like one show, but I'm, I miss doing live comedy and live theater. And it's sort of just such a different landscape right now, that I don't really know how to get into it, but I definitely feel some kind of itch to do like something live or like, even if it's like a, a like a variety show or like hosting some kind of show, because there's just something magical and being like in a small space with a group of people and feeling like you're there. Like that's the happening. Mm-hmm. It's like all that energy all in one space. Just yes. like, Oh, we put, we made this together. We're yes. doing this. Like exactly. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is the magic of improv too. I think it's like, it's just, you can't explain why something was funny to somebody who wasn't at the show. Like right. you can, but like, mm-hmm. it's just not the same because it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's all the energy feeding off of each other and like how everything just happened to line up magically in that moment and just worked. Mm-hmm. 
Because a lot of times it doesn't work, which is a different story. (laughs) Well, and I'm curious, you said like a lot of your inspiration, like people who you were inspired by went to UCB, but even back like when you were in musical theater, how you loved all those things, who were some of your big inspirations or people you looked up to, whether it be comedy, musical theater? man. Oh boy. I like, I was obsessed with Broadway. I knew who, what shows were on Broadway, who, who were in the shows, like basically all, a lot of names like that. Oh, and, and I was lucky because I was in San Francisco that we would have, we had three big theaters that had the touring companies come through. So like, I got to see so much live theater and I would like, I would get really obsessed with people who were in like the local productions of things like that. Like um, there was this show, I think I haven't exactly answered your question because I I don't know, like, who do I love? Who, like, I don't know. There were so many people, like, uh, I remember, what soundtracks? Like, well, I remember I always loved Sutton Foster because she was in, like, a bunch of different shows. Um, And so she just felt like the it girl of Broadway. And then, um, oh, of course, like, I mean, you know, like, the cast of Wicked. And, like, the yes. cast, just, like, every yes. show, basically. Yes. I would, like, love it. That could it. be your like, answer. Everyone and, like, Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. just so many, so many shows. Um, uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. I've, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, like, memories are flooding back of, like, riding around in my friend's <laughs> car. And we would blast musicals. Like, that's what I did when I was 17. I was, like. I did that, too. A, I get yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's Mm -hmm. so funny because I bet my parents were never concerned about what I was doing because that was what I was doing. (laughs) We were like going to see the, okay. So there was a musical called Lennon, which was based on John Lennon's life. And it did a trial run in San Francisco and my friends and I were obsessed with it. So we would go multiple times and we would get the rush tickets for like $25. And to the point where like the cast started to recognize us because we were there all the time. (laughs) And then it went to Broadway and just flopped, like completely flopped. And it was very sad, but uh, it's like, we would do stuff like that, which was so Mm -hmm. fun. Um, yeah I'm so jealous because yeah I I mean I've only been to well I've been to off-Broadway shows but two Broadway shows in New York City which were like Bright Lion King and all those but like growing up in a small town like I also didn't have the like the Glee musical theater experience like that Mm -hmm. wasn't like our school didn't have that and so when the move the show Glee came out I was really confused I'm like what is this and then learning (laughs) that so many people knew and love musical theater like I also was not a singer so I wasn't in choir I quit band like it just was so you know eye-opening when I got go to college and then hear everyone's story so wow would you have wanted to do theater so I did community theater when I was little so like we did like a production of the music man and I was some little girl I think like my mom always just signed me up for everything and then whatever like stuck is what I I stood with so I did dance and stuff but that's cool yeah little small town Perry Iowa community theater that's amazing (laughs) I love it I love hearing about small towns because again like I don't have that reference Mm -hmm. 
So it, I feel like it's a totally different beast too, because I mean, obviously like we are saying, I'm, Abby and I've talked about this before, but like I grew up in Mason city, which to me, I felt was pretty small, but like to her, it's obviously like not yeah, as small. Like I was 7,000 people. <laughs> I basically lived in a metropolis <laughs> compared to like Abby. So like for me, so I definitely, and we still like we're in Iowa, you know, we were just in totally different places, but like I experienced like the show choir aspect of things mm. and like the musical theater and like all those things. And like, we had, you know, an acting class and like all, all the stuff within Mason city and things like that. So for me, and also, I mean, that's where um, the music man and all of that was take place. Yeah, and so yeah. the whole aspect of that just kind of like music man square was really, really big. And everything so yeah <laughs> how cool wait danielle so did you do theater or because it's i because you're a singer yeah so well okay so i'm so i <laughs> so i feel like i did a mix of a lot of things so i was like really big into sports but i also did like theater and dance and then i did chorus but then i got i got thrown up on at a chorus concert so i stopped doing chorus oh, and then i did it again fair. like in college <laughs> I was like, it's like a, there's a faux pas in between there. drama <laughs> Yeah, there's a little drama. But so yeah, so but I did do musical theater. And I did like a bunch of different things where I was like an extra or like we did Annie and Jungle Book and like all those different things. And then all the stuff. And then when I first like moved to Chicago, I originally like tried to go to Columbia College, like the art school, and I was gonna try to do like musical theater and stuff. And then like, I didn't end up getting in because that was a whole other story too. But like, still. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to go to a musical theater school so badly. And it was mm-hmm. like crazy competitive and I was not prepared, not really working on my material well enough. So it's no surprise I did not get in. Uh, but <laughs> you know, beast. <laughs> totally, completely. And it's like scary how, I don't know, applying to college is so scary. Even thinking about it, I get PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I mean, you shouldn't have to do that, especially when you're 17. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so nuts. It's not so, ready. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And now no. we're adults and we know everything, right? Totally. Right. <laughs> or I at least know it doesn't matter where you went to college. No one cares. Right. We thought it was so important. Right. Mm-hmm. It was definitely drilled oh, in our goodness. heads like hardcore back in the day. Whereas yeah. now it's like, it's okay. You can figure yes. out your life. It's like, I oh, know. so refreshing. I, yes. <laughs> can you imagine having taken like a year? That was so rare that people would yeah. do that, but probably so smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like doing the, like, and I know a lot of people do, but like doing the community college route to one, save money. If mm-hmm. you don't know what you want to do, like, I know so many people who ended up going to four-year schools for much longer because they kept changing their major because they don't know what they want to do at 18. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. No. I think at Mm -hmm. one point I even tried to switch, but I didn't really know why because also you don't don't really know the difference between schools. You only sort of like see them or read about them. You're not experiencing it as a student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Just a whole different ballgame. Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, we don't have to worry about that. That's right. (laughs) Not until my child turns 17 18 see what he wants to do with life so right i'll still be paying off my student loans when he goes oh that is so that's a whole other thing that is so (laughs) terrible why 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 is that a thing 
<laughs> because it's something that just looms over our heads like constantly. <laughs> like at this Capitalism point. is really messing everything up. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. When I when I had to have the conversation, because my mom was like, I don't remember having that big of issues with student loans when when I graduated, like I paid mm-hmm. them off. I'm like, mm-hmm. And how, how much were your student loans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Same as like, oh, oh, we bought a house. No problem. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. And how much was the house Um, even adjusted for inflation? Uh-huh. Right. It's like, now I just want to go buy a carton of eggs. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, I was trying to figure out what's going on because I know there was like a, an avian flu yep. that happened. And so I just had the shelves have just been bare and I like mm-hmm. to buy the boxes of egg whites. Those are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because like they're just not they're making them right now. now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to because obviously being in like the food nutrition world, I was kind of and my husband is a store manager at a grocery store and it like the cost of goods are still so high because everyone's like, well, wait, gas is lower now. So why is food still high? And yeah, there was the avian flu, but then also apparently just the cost for farmers, all that is still so high. So they still have to charge like, yeah, we're all, we're all just, well, and like on top of it, (laughs) totally it is. And I think on top of it, it sounds like, well, prices have been raised and so they're just profiting more and not going to lower them. So even Mm -hmm. if things don't actually cost as much to manufacture anymore, it's just like the price things are now. So Mm, again, capitalism. Love it. It's fun. It's fun to be here. Right. Which is probably why you didn't major in business. You're like, oh, yeah. No, I was like, I just want to do fun things for. Well, when I was in college, I actually I took a really long time to declare my major. And I I did finally end up uh, majoring in theater arts. And because I had been taking so many classes, I was able to graduate in three years. So when I finally yes. finished, she was like, you're practically there. When I finally, uh, um, chose my major, she was like, you're basically done. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Cause for a while it's like, I don't know, maybe I'll do like marine biology, you know, like something that I could have a real job. And a big theme of my life has been like, okay, well, how do I find a real job or what's a real job? Mm, and I just, yeah. Because it it was it was always so hard for me to commit to the fact that this was such a part of who I am and whether or not it's like a profession. I feel like making things and like sharing, I don't know, like tidbits and like, will always be a part of who I am. And I guess I right. didn't say this part is during the pandemic, I started to make a lot of little like TikToks of like characters and sketches and stuff like that. Yes, love just them. because. <laughs> thank you. Just be- <laughs> because like. I didn't have the outlet of doing comedy and also no one was there to tell me things weren't funny or like weren't good. So I would just start posting stuff and it was just a really fun way that was rewarding to me to have created something, but then also to feel like I was connecting with people on some level. And even though the social media is obviously like a double-edged sword, it's like, but it was really good during that time because that was, my only way of feeling like I had engagement with people. I mean, aside from like, you know, phone calls and stuff like that, but just like generally acquaintances and like people you don't necessarily see all the time or talk to all the time. Mm -hmm. So, well, and it's, it's interesting that you bring up like the having a real job thing, because I feel like a lot of that is also just like societal pressure, you know, that then you put on yourself where you're thinking, okay, is this a real job? Like, I know I really enjoy it. I know I really like it, but like, 
other people might just be projecting that upon you, you know, in the sense of like that way. So then it makes it harder for you, you know? Totally. Yeah. And like, I think only recently I realized like there's so many ways to make money and have a job or like have a life or like have more than one job. You don't have to do one thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember where I heard this or read something or what it was. It may have even been a movie or something, but like just people, we live so long now that like, I can't imagine doing one job for like 40 years or 60 years or however long you have to do a job before you can actually even retire. So why not take on fun projects and stuff? (laughs) Yeah. Like the generations before us, a lot of people did stick with one job. Whereas now, I mean, on, if I were to look or like pull out my resume, every couple of years, right? You do something new because that shows like growth and diversity. Mm -hmm. So it is really interesting what's normal. Well, yes. And like I was talking to my dad recently and he said he retired like 20 years ago, but that was when he was like 62. I'm like, that's so young. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Like I'm so close to that. I mean, like not so close, but like close enough that like if I were to start a new job today, I wouldn't be doing it that long before I was done. (laughs) Um, so it's just, yeah, everything is different and wild. And so I think my whole life has been trying to figure out how to like work my way around having a job because I also Mm -hmm. really love doing voiceover. So that was a little bit of a thing that was happening more during the pandemic as well, which is super fun and very cool to just like go in your closet and, you know, have a little, have a little job. Right. Yeah, I was I was looking at your link tree, right? You have like voiceover demo, like samples and just all the, like you have your hands almost in like so many different pots of the like creative world. And it sounds like that just feeds your soul. So you're not yeah pinned down to one thing. It does. And actually I only just recently realized, I mean, I think it's because I've been surrounded by uh, people who do like theater and other creative things all, all my life that I didn't realize that that was that actually was something that was like a passion or was like a, something I need to do because I was, I just, like I said, like when I was little, I was like, Oh, everybody just puts on plays. Right. But mm-hmm. I did um, the artist's way a few months ago. I don't know. I'm I th- yeah, you're both nodding. So I think you're yeah. familiar with it. So <laughs> yeah. in case the listeners aren't, it's like a basically like a self-guided exercise book of how to get back in touch with your creative self. And um and at first I was like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, sure, I'll do this. But as I was doing it, I just started realizing that like I have known who I am all along and these are real. And yes, I really do love doing creative things and acting and writing and whatnot. But I think I just had all of that like societal self-talk that was like, no, this is hard. Like you can't do this. This is the job. It's going to be really, really difficult. So I was letting that win instead of the part of me that was like, no, but I, I love it. I right. love doing this. And even and if like just for a hobby. back to it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. I kept trying to like pretend I was going to be a major in some scientific field. <laughs> Isn't it wild? Like life is literally all about, okay, how can we get back that joy that we had as mm-hmm. tiny baby humans? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And it's like, oh, maybe go do the thing you would do, which was like, lock myself in my room for two hours and learn how to play songs from rent, even though I don't play the piano. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would like sound things out like really painstakingly just because like that's how much I cared I guess right right well and it's one of those things too where we as humans we are multi-passionate people so Mm -hmm. I mean we can like so many different things at once we can do so many things at once and like even if like you wanted to be at some point in the sciencey world, like maybe there's some piece of it that can still be weaved into your world now. You know, it doesn't have to look the same way that we think it does, you know? That's true. And I think, yeah, I think you're both so right that that it seems like we are coming around more to that, to that, like, well, you know, you can have different interests and different jobs and careers because life is long. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah sure is I know all the time I'm like wait how old did I just turn but also like whatever who cares your age is age Mm -hmm. well I think about it too is I feel like I mean I feel like I'm around like different like older people at different times and you never hear them talk about how old they are you know they're never Mm -hmm. sitting there being like oh my gosh it's because I'm 70 it's because I'm 80 like they're literally just living their life but I feel like we always talk about how old we are we're like it's we're such always a young like, person thing to do it is like, it, we're always it's like, a millennial oh thing I'm so young or I'm so old and like I turn this age we're always talking about this but when you listen to other people who are older than us like that never comes up like that is not something that's like a constant totally. conversation <laughs> I, I don't know if you both have had this recently, but I maybe not so recently, maybe in the past like five years or so, I've become the age where I realized that there's like a new generation of people below me. So I'm like, oh, wow, like this is what it feels like to have mm-hmm. the people below who mm-hmm. have all the thoughts and opinions. And like, so it's just weird how like once you reach like the next level up, you're like, oh, wait, OK, this feels weird and different. I'm not the young one anymore. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yes. I've, yeah, talking to clients who are like in their teens or 20s, it's a, it is a whole different ballgame. So wild. They'll be like, you don't look 32. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, 32 is not old. Right. Right. At all. That's what the like trend going around where like magazines will be like, wow, she looks so young at 40. And then it's like, well, the trick is 40 is young. And we have all been tricked into thinking that it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Golden girls. But like that still (laughs) blows my mind about Mm -hmm. like the age that what what was they're like in their 50s or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is roughly the same age as like uh what one of the characters was yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah it's really crazy the I'll styling they think there was something similar to that talking about uh diane keaton in um father of the bride because yes. they're supposed to be in their 40s but she's dressed like she's in her 60s or 70s mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i've literally thought she's been the same age for 30 years because yeah. of how she what she's yes. right acted yeah and, and diane all- keaton Oh, go oh, ahead. No, you say what you're saying. I was just saying, Diane Keaton in real life looks much more youthful in how she dresses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, all in how people, like, act, too. You know what I mean? Like, how people, like, carry themselves or just different ways, you know? Like, everyone's youthful in their own way. But, like, we just put so much pressure on, like, the, oh, but you're this age. And, like, but we turn this age. Like, it's interesting. <laughs> it's really weird. I will say Jane Fonda and Lily Allen have definitely, or not Lily Allen. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's a singer. What's uh Lily Tomlin? Tomlin. 
Yeah. <laughs> They've been leaning into uh like playing that stereotype though. I mean, what's that new movie out? Like 80 for Brady, like <laughs> for Sally Fields and uh... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said Lily Allen. That's funny. What happened to her? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> she was one of those like peripheral celebs that like I would hear about but didn't know anything about really Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I know like one or two songs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay not to Mm -hmm. not to get too far off (laughs) Danielle knows that's how my brain works yes (laughs) okay so I mean please I will start to google if you need (laughs) since we were talking about musicals and Broadway okay could you pick which one is your favorite or is it too intense of a question well it kind of depends on the 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 time Uh, I don't know there are a lot that I really love (laughs) I love a dramatic musical like I Mm -hmm. like okay I know it's so cheesy but like I love Les Mis because of how seriously it takes itself yeah it's so good yeah as someone who can't do anything seriously like (laughs) I think it's so funny that that show (laughs) is just like so intense um Mm -hmm. And um, uh, like one of my favorite shows that I got to see in person was Caroline or Change because the original mm. Broadway cast came through to San Francisco, which was really cool. Oh, um, cool. And that's another like, uh, <laughs> what was that? I just said, how cool. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I know. Like... I, it's very, very cool. I feel like it's super, very fortunate. And also the fact that my parents were like down to take us and stuff like they, we went to see Phantom of the Opera, I think when I was, 10 for Mm. and that was the first show I had ever seen in a theater and that was like game over that was the start of the end for me (laughs) or the end of the star however you want to frame it but like we were in like the second to last row of the theater and I was obsessed to the (laughs) point where all of my friends probably hated me because I could not stop talking about (laughs) Phantom of the Opera which I know has a reputation one all cute yes I was a 10 year old obsessed with this like gothic fairy tale and Um, again really like dark and like dark yeah however I mean I love like hairspray as well it's like Mm -hmm. so like fun Mm -hmm. feel good like how could you not um, but there's so many styles too. Sweeney Todd is another one that's so, so dark. Good. Mm-hmm. So Again, good. very dark. <laughs> it's so good. I like. I totally get it when people say they don't like musicals, but I just feel like you, there are so many types. It's sort of like saying you yes. don't like music, you know, or mm-hmm. like I don't like movies. Like okay, but you maybe haven't found the one that's the genre you like. Right. Um, do you both? So wait, do you? What are your favorites? Now I'm curious. <laughs> oh. Oh well, and I think I'm unique because I've only seen a few, but like I know, again, growing up in dance, I danced to so many musical theater songs. So like, I loved like the whole story about Chicago, but I've never seen it on Broadway, oh, you know, yeah. like never seen well, the, really the movie good. is amazing. You've seen, is have you seen the movie? Yeah, like the movie's me. great. I think I preferred the movie to the live show, actually. Really? Ooh, okay. However, I would have loved to see Pamela Anderson in Chicago, which I <laughs> I saw your post. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that movie's so good. Movie slash documentary about Pamela Anderson. That is what is it? Pamela, a love story. Yeah. Shout out. I haven't watched it yet. I gotta watch it. I heard it's really, really good. It's good. And it's I heard her biography's her good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, produced by her son. Yeah, it's oh. like really loving, lovingly done. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, it's on my it's on my to watch. She just like mm. gave them free free range to like look through all of her like journals and videos and everything. Wow. So. Yeah, mm. but I would I almost mean, have to yeah. say Wicked, maybe because it's so good. I mean, this like the story is amazing, like Adina Menzel, and like oh gosh, it's just like it's the it's then the sets are like oh. so great. I mean, yes, <laughs> like it's just so good, and like everything is just like the twinkling moments, and then just like the big intense like I don't yes, know, I just love there, it. <laughs> there's a very specific sensation that seeing like a live musical gives me that yes. I think other mediums don't, and it's that like oh my god, like vibration in your chest, like when mm-hmm. something huge is happening. Like okay, Abby, you have to. We gotta get you to see. Yes. I know, because, right? Yes. Like. I mean, when I saw moving out. Good. In, I was, was moving out. I saw that. <laughs> I saw moving out and Lion King. Those were the two I saw at the freshman. I've never Those seen are Lion great King. Ones. That's Lion King is great. Yeah. So that was a good one. Freshman before my senior year, we went yes. to New York City for a dance convention, and that was my dance teacher at the time. Again, we're small town Iowans. She's like, "You need to dress up in prom dresses to go to Broadway." So prom here, dresses? we were 14, 13, 14 years old oh in my gosh. prom dresses, decked to the nines. My mom's in like a super nice outfit, and she's like, oh. "These people will think we're idiots." Oh, but that's <laughs> but, so fun. Yeah, that's moving so out fun. was really cool. Yeah, moving out, and because I love Billy Joel, so yeah. Yeah, it is cool to have that moment though to be like, I'm going to the theater, like yes. you know, like you're it's just an like, event. Yeah, it is. You're like, oh, I gotta go to the theater, and you get like the playbill, and it's just like, oh, it's a whole. Yes, and I also just love all the cast. So, like at any Broadway show, because if you think about it, like they're doing these shows like nonstop. They're out there just singing and dancing, and just like, I mean, it's a whole production, and I just love it so. Much. It, I think I do love that. I love that idea too, where it's like these are just adults who are playing make believe, and it's the same thing I love yeah. about like like film and TV too. It's like all of these people came together and said yes to mm-hmm. making this thing that's just to entertain other people. And like right. I mean, you know, there's a business element, of course, but like ultimately at the heart of it, it's like this is just a fun thing that we mm-hmm. want to bring people together. Right, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta go see more live shows. I, I feel know. like Same. what did I see? I saw something recently. I can't remember. Well, and I guess I did see my mom got my husband and I tickets way back in the day. This was like pre Eli, so I mean, we're thinking back, but it was a off Broadway, like came through Des Moines about like an ode to Freddie Mercury, and they did all oh, Queen music, and it was really that's good. Fun. Ooh, that's fun. That is that's good. so fun. I love Freddie. <laughs> A lot of the shows are jukebox musicals now, so that's probably, it was right on trend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also love Newsies, but I never went and saw it like a theater or not theaters on Broadway, but I love Newsies. Like, like, again, the choreography is insane. It's so good. And the music is so good. I love a good dance number. They do have, I think the recorded (laughs) version is on Disney Plus, like the stage version of Mm -hmm. it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the movie is yeah christian bale i mean come on like isn't that just hilarious yeah young christian bale (laughs) oh newsies is so good it's so good it's so good i will say i loved the disney like being able to see hamilton on disney plus yes very cool i think that is really amazing i think they're trying to do more of that because it's like yeah theater is not access yeah yeah, it's not accessible Mm -hmm. 
And even there is a channel called like Broadway HD or something like that. But again, like that's a subscription service and seeing something live is always going to be a little different, but like the way they filmed Hamilton is really great. And there's actually, Mm -hmm. there are a few live shows that I grew up watching, like the Into the Woods and the Sweeney Todd from the 80s. They're Mm -hmm. both, yeah, so, so, so good and well done. And like, even though it's like still, you know, a video recording, it like gives you a really good sense of the show Mm -hmm. and that one I love I also think too like a lot of people don't like musicals again like you said it makes sense why people don't but I think like if people go to a musical like just have one time where they go to a musical I think they'd have such a different experience because I feel like a lot of people think of musicals as just like what you watch on Disney Channel you know what I mean like like a high school musical or something like obviously high school musical is very like recent but I feel like that's what people think of they think of just like high school show tunes like just like yes. kids like running around and singing in like Greece you know but I think like if if people go to a Broadway show and actually like get to have the whole experience of like everyone around them all the songs like all the things I think it just like changes the way people think about it a little absolutely. bit absolutely I mean even as someone who loves musicals I've definitely seen shows and been like oh this was like <laughs> a musical this was yeah. like okay mm-hmm. very like old and stuffy and like just not very fun but then yeah you go see um god I, there was one I saw pretty re- no that wasn't what I'm thinking of I don't know but they're just yeah there's mm-hmm. so many styles and kinds and like the way they stage them is so right. cool mm-hmm. I went to Fro- I went to Frozen the musical that that was the oh, last fun. musical I went to that was oh, that was fun. wild it was fun. good though <laughs> I always want to see Kinky Boots. That looked good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I auditioned for Kinky Boots once, and it was a weird experience. But <laughs> I have not seen the show, so that's my only connection, unfortunately. Well, that's what I was going to ask is, have you been able to be in any productions or, like, a dream role if you got to be in any Broadway musical? What oh would it God. be? Or I would love to. So, I honestly, I don't think I've been in a musical since maybe, like, really high school or college like a real musical which is so Mm -hmm. sad to me kind of but oh my god my delusion is that I could play roles that are for much younger people of course (laughs) or like do it you can do it (laughs) or I love to be like I would be an amazing Glinda which is probably not true but you know (laughs) in my house no one is judging me so that's fine um it would have to be something that's like fun and like like, but the thing that I do love, because I've seen Wicked a few times and I noticed they really do let Glinda play. They let her like go yeah. absolutely wild and like interpret things how she likes, which I think is so, so fun. Because I know a lot of the time things are very set in stone once they get to the stage. Um, mm-hmm. But that just seems that seems like fun because even though, of course, you want to have the big numbers right. more so I want to be able to like play. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even oh, I love the song that the character from Newsies sing speaking of Newsies yes uh, I think is it Sarah or, Seize the they, day, like, or well oh. so they took the it was like they took the Bill Pullman character and the love interest and they kind of combined her into this one new character for the the stage version oh. and she oh, sings okay. like a patter song that's so fast and it's like very fun it's like write what you know so they say all I know is I don't know what to write or the right way to write it and it's like very <laughs> fast and I hard to sing them. but it's so rewarding when you get it because it's just <laughs> so fast and very funny wow. um 
that's like all the Sweeney Todd songs are so like they're so yes <laughs> he means to marry me Monday but you like to I'd rather die I think yeah. the other thing is I have like a I have no idea what my type is because I grew up like not getting cast or getting cast as like a very small old lady part when I was like 16 <laughs> and so I was like I don't know what I am like I think my voice can do the ingenue roles, but that's not what I am. And like, right. I don't know. It's just like too weird. I didn't fit. <laughs> but again, like that's changing too, I think, which is very yeah. cool. You're creating which your is... own spot, your own place. Totally. Right. Well, that's yeah. also too, um, like when we were talking about like TikTok and doing like the voiceovers and all that thing, there were so many actors and actresses that would be on TikTok and be like, hey, if I was going to be this character, if I was going to be this Disney character, this is what I would be and this is how I would mm. do it. And like, that's also another way that people are getting discovered too. And it's the same thing as like musicians and everything. So you could just kind of shoot your shot out there and- Well, you've, like, you've done videos of Cinderella. Yeah. You were in Cinderella. I remember I have a video. I You did, you weren't you dressed up as Cinderella in something? <laughs> oh oh my voiceover demo video has a I think there's a photo my like profile photo is like I'm in it looks a very like a Cinderella dress like I'm having a tea party <laughs> <laughs> I think I also have a really weird disconnect where either something's like a comedic video or it's like sincere but like I have a hard time pairing like the singing with the comedy which mm-hmm. is very doable, but I feel like I just haven't figured out how to do it for me yet. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. That'd be that'd be great. I'm open to <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. but that is something else though. I do like about TikTok is that it, it did feel very low stakes. Like I would post something just being mm-hmm. like, whatever, I don't care. But then. I posted a couple like Disney facts once in a while because another thing about me is I really love a fun fact or like why something is the way it is. Like that's one of my favorite things about the parks is like learning about the history. And so I would just make a little video of sharing something like that. And then it would get a ton of attention. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not. I don't have that many of these. I'm not a Disney influencer. (laughs) What do I do? So my but that's is, you though, and you're yeah. the niche. So I mean, this like, is, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so yeah, in that way, I've been very stubborn. Where I'm like, well, I'm going to post this uh, me dubbing these voices in this movie today, and people are going to be very confused. So <laughs> I've been stubborn in that way, where I won't. I'll just do whatever I feel like I want to do. You got to. You got to. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's kind of theme for all of us, right? You just gotta mm-hmm. do what you feel like you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, and so was Disney then obviously a, a big influence on your life? And that's kind of how the podcast yeah. came about? Or... Yes, yes, yes. Because like, I guess, and that's, okay, this is a funny thing too, is like, I think people always really associated me with Disney, even though I feel like everybody I knew growing up watched Disney. And I had never been to Disneyland. Like I didn't get to go until I was an adult, which is now why I have an annual pass and we'll kind of just go like whenever is <laughs> because yeah. I think it's like, you know, sort of like making up for lost time. Um, But yeah, everyone always had a very strong association of like me specifically being like a Disney person. And I don't really know why. Uh, <laughs> But like, I think just like anybody else, like, sorry, my hair is like going crazy. Um, I was like, I like watched, I don't know. I watched the movies when they came out and that was it. 
<laughs> but not because all of them. you were like making plays and stuff like that so people are like oh you're you must be the disney girl or something i, mean, I don't know <laughs> i don't know because like i feel like my friends would do it too but i, I don't right. know i don't know but yeah so there was always very heavy association um to the point where like people have like said i'm a disney adult but i'm like i don't know if that really resonates with me because although yes i do have a pass and go to the parks and have a podcast (laughs) i I mean i don't know i feel like but like there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a disney adult either like if you enjoy something that's amazing enjoy it i think it's Mm -hmm. crazy when people get mad that people are enjoying something harmless right <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't make a whole right lot of it's sense. like, like you all. do you yeah as long as you're not harming yourself or other people like yeah yeah mm-hmm. enjoy your enjoy your and enjoy the hobbies or the yeah. content or all the things you like I yeah. love mm-hmm. loving things it's so fun mm-hmm. I get frustrated uh, when I don't like things that other people like Right. Like when everyone was so into Game of Thrones, I was like, I don't get it, but I want to get it. I never it's watched so good. it. Neither. It's so good. I couldn't get I couldn't get it. And I was so frustrated. <laughs> and I'm so happy for you that you love it. Right. I didn't get it. But yeah, like that's the thing, like people loving people, like that's a or loving people, loving things. <laughs> that's a good well people should love people too but like yeah. loving things like that's a good thing like we shouldn't be upset yeah. with people for loving things I know yeah I think that just says more about the people who are upset mm-hmm. because maybe they feel like they can't love things right know. or they don't know what they love I guess yeah way. maybe totally yeah because mm-hmm. I mean if you are a Disney fan there's a lot that's a that's a whole hobby that's a whole right. lifestyle mm-hmm. so if you don't have that maybe yeah you're upset right <laughs> I mean like, wow, I wish I loved something as passionate as you love something you know like, <laughs> like I mean, you know it knocked up when <laughs> Paul Rudd's character's like man my kids love bubbles I wish I loved anything as much as my kids love bubbles <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> I mean it's true and like, there truly is stuff for everybody like mm-hmm. there's another documentary on Netflix apparently I love documentaries um and about uh these pez collectors and they oh. are oh pez so at first i thought you said like pest collectors i was oh. like oh yeah there's <laughs> i'm sure they're out there too roaches but... and ants and i mean there are yeah like <laughs> what's what's that uh career of, of ra- i don't know anyway <laughs> yeah I think it's so cool to see people who are passionate about things is so interesting and then gets Mm -hmm. you interested in it too because you're like oh well what's cool about these Pez dispensers I didn't know that right I didn't know about different shapes and whatever and I'm sure I mean this guy traveled to Europe in the oh 70s is that right and brought 70s 80s whenever he did but brought over a bunch of Pez dispenser from the europe division and then would like sell him on his own so they called him the pez outlaw because he technically <laughs> it was very illegal to do so oh but my gosh pez <laughs> america came after him but it is a very endearing it's such an endearing uh documentary because I he's love just so quirky that. and adorable i do yeah. love, i love that maybe i'll watch it i do i also love documentaries especially ones like that that are surprising where you didn't know you would care and then by the end you're like oh wow i get it it'll mm-hmm. also make you hate capitalism because 
Oh. The Pez company came after this one man. Like, come on. Oh. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where it's like, at the end of the day, this man is going to be like, I had a really great time going getting those Pez. You know, like, it brought me joy in times when I needed it and all that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you kind of, like, love out on that. Oh, like, be excited. I mean, this, not to give it away, but he was able to quit his job and have his own business. Like, <laughs> this guy... Mm-hmm. <laughs> built a new house off of it yeah i mean this guy lived his dream and he's just so happy about it it's so cute he's this old bearded dude now like talking about his time it's so cute See, that's amazing. Need hobbies and like a purpose even if your mm-hmm. purpose is pez that's that's it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. They probably met so many people, so many cool people, and learned so many cool things. You had to travel to go find these Pez and like all this stuff. It was inspiring. Yeah. Who cares if your hobby is baseball or Pez collecting or, Mm -hmm. you know, Magic the Gathering, like whatever? It's, yes, it's all just bringing people together. Right. Wow. (laughs) And learning about yourself. Yeah. And having more hobbies. Like, literally. I know, right? You need more hobbies now. I'm like, (laughs) my hobby is like watching television, but I do love it. And I love talking about it in depth, too. So, yes, me as well. Uh, Yes. That's like, that's how I make myself feel like it's not just, you know, passively watching. We're Mm -hmm. we're actively dissecting. I mean, you were talking about when you were little, like, just trying to teach yourself how to play piano, even though you didn't know how to play piano. Like, I also had a, was it Casio, like one of those electric mm-hmm. pianos that would light up? And so I would yeah. also teach myself how yes. to do things like the things we did as children to just pass time. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yes. And so I think about that a lot. And I think about how was it because we had more time or because we didn't have as many distractions or because we just had more of a drive or maybe like a mixture of all of it? But because like I didn't have the internet yeah, when I was right. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Also, Claire, are you, do you have siblings or? I, I have an older sister. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, cause Danielle and I are both only children too. So oh. right. there was something there. Yeah. You know? I, well, mean, I, think, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we might've just been way more inquisitive back then. Like it was just kind of like, we were way more inquisitive and there weren't as many circumstances and like yeah things like that. So we we're just kind of like, oh, we'll teach ourselves how to play piano, like whatever. Like there's no harm, there's no party, there's no foul. You know what I mean? Yes. It's kind of like if I if I learn this, I'm not wasting my time. I'm just learning to do something. Yeah, we were encouraged like, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like as we become an adult, there's like so many things that we start to do and we're like, oh man, is this going to be like a waste of my time? Like, am I going to get something from this? Like why? Like we asked, yeah, we asked like so many more questions about it. Whereas obviously when we're younger, we're just doing it. You know, we're like, oh, this makes me feel good. Like, this is fun. Like I want to try and like, oh, I'm going to stop doing that because I don't want to do it anymore. Whereas like once we get older, we're like, okay, even things that we don't want to do anymore, we keep doing them because we're like, oh, we have to or like whatever. Man, yeah. being an adult, really <laughs> capitalism. Or I didn't know. I I I think I heard that that's a very millennial thing. Is like we feel like we need to monetize all of our hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and like I've definitely felt that before too. Yeah. But like sometimes I'm like I don't know. Maybe I just want to like draw because I feel like drawing mm-hmm. or write. Right, write stories. Not to like go and publish a book, but like this is how I express myself. Or paint. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. Totally. And like, that's kind of how I feel about the videos that I make. 
on the internet because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't know I'm not doing this like for anybody and like no one's trying to like pay me for it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and then I mean like again obviously it's a huge capitalism thing but that is the worst part about it is is like the people who aren't trying to do that is usually the ones that have the biggest success and usually do get like picked up and get the most money for certain things because they weren't they're not trying for anything like they're truly just like I'm just doing this and then something ends up happening in a good way (laughs) so yes so if we're all just a little more aloof yes exactly that's how we attract it (laughs) right more aloofness in 2023 yes yes like yes oh my gosh i'm gonna be like why is claire so standoffish i don't know i'm like "Mm, i'm just a little not trying it's just happening Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i love it i know i'm I'm, again it's so nice to have guests back on again because i just laugh I mean, I love talking to you, Danielle, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's always good to get different perspectives and different voices. And like, that's why we we like to do the podcast is we like to connect with others and just, you know, we like to hear people's stories and like just chat. <laughs> I love it too. I know. I want to hear more about your stories, even though I know you, you, uh, you, you keep saying like you've mentioned things before, but I am fascinated by anything mm. you share. <laughs> oh well and I guess that's something we should tell our listeners too is that I mean Claire Danielle and myself have I mean we've kept in communication since we've recorded on inside the Disney vault like Claire shares the funniest Instagrams and I literally laugh out loud like there was one <laughs> yes. with Kermit and Miss Piggy and I'm just like yes like I feel like love languages like making per- or sharing memes that resonate with somebody else like that's a love language like oh, I, oh I love that I love mm-hmm. that I totally agree too and it's so fun too because yeah we've never met outside of like <laughs> you know the internet yeah right. it's such a good way to stay in touch with people because yeah. like sometimes it does feel like you're just sort of like posting into a void but I mm-hmm. love when people respond to an Instagram story because like mm-hmm. that's what it's there for it's there for right. people to watch it and enjoy so we can yeah, enjoy right. together. It's so fun. And then like have a random conversation. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I felt this way too. And going <laughs> yeah. back and forth. I'm like, totally. oh my gosh, Claire's so fun. Yeah. And oh. You and Rachel, I just have so much fun like DMing the right. Oh, likewise. likewise. In the yeah. DMs. Yes. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> well, and that's why it's like so funny and it's so cool like doing this podcast too and then just like obviously be on social media because I mean you meet so many people like just outside of your own world that you would maybe have never met before and like at some point in time you could meet up with them in real life and like all those Completely. things it's so interesting you know well like yeah I've never been to either of your cities yeah but if I were to go I could find someone to talk to exactly yeah. meaning you too <laughs> I know <laughs> Yeah. I know Danielle and I keep talking how much we want to go to California again because I I mean my husband and I loved LA and mm-hmm. uh, to be in the tourists that we were at the time but yeah like both you and Rachel have been like yeah let me know if you ever come out we'll go to Disney we'll you, do oh my god yeah mm-hmm. I love and like I have, I have family that live in California too yeah. <laughs> like, oh where um my cousin was my one cousin lives in Oakland and then my other cousin lives in Burbank I think yeah oh Burbank is like 10 minutes from Hollywood 
Yeah. So cool. I was yeah. gonna say, isn't that where Warner Brothers? Bobby, is? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's where Warner Bobby Brothers is. and yeah. Disney and uh, a few studios. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, I, I definitely did all the studio tour. Like <laughs> I we love tourists. I, I love mm-hmm. a tour. I love yes. being a tourist. Even Me too. like I grew up. Yes, it's so fun. Like I went to San Francisco for Christmas, and I went to Fisherman's Wharf by myself just for fun. <laughs> yes. <It was> fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to like walk around and like see cool sites and be like oh my gosh how is this made like what what was happening here oh, I, I love hearing like love behind it. the scenes of things like Me, I enjoy oh, that like extra stuff that's why like I watch commentary of movies like yes. and all those things like I just love the behind the scenes some of the I like to make little tiktoks that are fun facts about how things are made too like I did mm-hmm. one once that was like about water towers because I was like why do film studios have water towers so I I found out and then I made a little vid and then I found other people were curious too. And so I just love that. Cause again, it's like another way of connecting with people who may right. not have even realized that they were curious about that thing. So it's just, mm-hmm. just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Cause if you yeah. had a thought about something easily, somebody else had, or if they hadn't, like you said, wow, that inspired me to want to research something more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, I've definitely posted things where I'm like, oh, no one cared about that at all, which is fine. That's fine because I cared. (laughs) Again, the aloofness is, I think there is something to be said because Danielle and I laugh because the one drunken night that I did the remix (laughs) to the Teen Beach dance, my phone for months. (laughs) Yes. Wait. Yes. That is real. That is so true. Whenever you post something that you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. That is what gets a reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Because Because when I found on your, you're not like on guard. You know what I mean? Like it's, it literally is like your truest self because then you're just posting and you're like, you're not thinking about it. There's nothing. You're just going. A drunk solo night in my sweatpants doing the teen beach bruising for a cruise it was really <laughs> impressive i i can i have never been able to do a dance oh i've never i've never gone oh, the it's dance hard, route you have to cue it up at the same time that's so hard it was oh, it yeah. was good <laughs> it's really good <laughs> go drunk abby like yeah i did my, did my video. i was like yes yeah, just maybe that's your thing is, you know, mm-hmm. doing the dances after, you know, a glass of wine or something. Right. That, become, but not that you need that. Not that you need I'll that. become the next, uh, who was on Dance with the Stars recently? Who won? Oh, Charlie D'Amelio. I'll become D'Amelio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how she made her claim to fame. Like on TikTok, she would just do dances and stuff. And then people yeah. were like, oh, my God. Now she has a reality show. Mm-hmm. Was she one of the dance moms girls? No, she no, wasn't. that was JoJo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie has like I don't know if she still has, but like at one point had the biggest following on TikTok. Yeah, she. Yeah, her. I think she was at like thirteen million or something crazy. Like it was something like insane, wild. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, and a lot of people. Look, and if you look through her TikToks. It's wild because it really is just the rise of like that Gen Z life because 
I don't even know what she's doing. Like, I mean, really, no. like, there's nothing really. Yeah, like, it's like those, them. what, not even I mean, 30 seconds. Things oh. to them, but I mean, like, like it's, you just wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know. It, you just would think very differently. <laughs> if yeah. I've ever, like, if I get logged out of TikTok and it shows me just like a generic for you page, I'm mm-hmm. always so confused by the videos that have millions of likes because it's like, it's it's I don't get it I don't again I don't get it like I want to get it I don't get it it's like really just like the humor is so different the dancing is just like I don't I just don't get why these things are popular so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. very it's very funny but I mean you got to give it to her she's made it work I guess yeah (laughs) oh yeah she just does a little dance and then Mm there that's the new trend right and she's out (laughs) (laughs) peace yeah Yeah. (laughs) making all kinds of money so good Mm -hmm. for her Mm -hmm. yeah I mean give it up (laughs) that's amazing I mean it is really amazing like what a Mm -hmm. what a crazy what a crazy new frontier that like Mm -hmm. being an influencer is Mm -hmm. and it like oh sorry go on I was just gonna say how like so many kids like that's what they want to do or be Mm -hmm. as an influencer like how how many influencers do we need it's crazy that that's the world. I mean, the, it's intense that that's the world that we live in right now. Like, not even in a bad way, but it's wild that like anyone can make that happen in like a short amount of time yeah. or just like whatever. And like that, that opportunity is just, it's there, you know, it's there if they want it. Kind of I thing. listened like, to an audiobook about it because I just saw that it was available. So I was like, okay, it was about how to become an Instagram influencer. And the mm-hmm. person who wrote it is like, I think she, she often hires influencers. So it was like someone who knew what they were talking about. And she's like, yeah, if you follow these steps, you will be an influencer. But then your account basically is like selling ad space is sort Correct. of what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is like, again, it's not a bad thing. Cause like, that's how you make money. That's how television makes money. That's like how, you know, the world mm-hmm. goes around. Um, right. But it's like <laughs> funny because like anybody can do it being mm-hmm. just, you know, a normal person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a wild world. It's a wild world. It is. And the <laughs> pandemic was like the perfect storm of events. Like people were stuck in their house. What else are you going to do? Right. Like how you, Claire had said you were making videos. Like I needed something to like get that outlet out to connect. And mm-hmm. here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. we are. Me trying to remember what I think is funny. If I ever <laughs> have funny ideas, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's weird. I'm not mm-hmm. on like a schedule or anything. Like a lot of people are very strict about like, well, if you're going to post, you have to post here, here and here. And I've like, I can't do that. It just, my brain doesn't work that way. And I have to actually like, like something that I'm putting mm-hmm. up. Otherwise mm-hmm. it feels like I'm totally selling out, which doesn't ever feel good. And those are the ones that don't do very well. Like right. if you're doing mm-hmm. something like out of obligation, it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. gotta let them, I just have to let them use arrive right she does. <laughs> the creative moment needs to flow through you <laughs> yes <laughs> man well we've had so many good things um do you have an instagram versus reality for us i was trying to think about this and i was like kind of i mean I, i'm sure it stemmed because all of instagram does mm-hmm. feel like that to me all of instagram mm-hmm. feels like oh this is not real and that's why if you look at my instagram it's all like intentionally not real or not like 
not on purpose, but like you can tell it's like, oh, she's doing a character that's like a sketch or something. It's like, it's just since the pandemic, it really has shifted because truthfully, I'm just not out doing interesting things. So I'm not taking (laughs) photos. But that's so true. You're, I feel like you shared it. fun. Your life is way more interesting than you think it is. I mean, honestly, I feel like I spend a lot of time alone. I just go to the grocery store a lot. But so that is what makes me think like, oh, you have to like be curating this thing to make it mm-hmm. look interesting. Then again, maybe other people are just better at taking photos than I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, but I couldn't, I don't know. I had a hard time coming up with a real like zinger mm-hmm. of a real life versus, uh, uh, yeah, it's all just, it's interesting to me because it's like, that's what we want to use to connect. But then when you talk to people in real life, it's just nothing like what you see mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's what's hard because I think like Instagram as a whole, like it originated as like a connection piece, you know, and just like, it's supposed to be a social app and it's where you show what's going on in your life, but it has became very (laughs) curated and very, very fakey fake. Yes. And like it, because it did start as like, well, this is for my friends to see me, me to look at my friends. But now it's become more like these other apps, like TikTok intentionally is sent out to people that you don't know, who don't know Mm -hmm. you. But now Instagram has become like that too with Reels. So like more people, like I don't have a ton of followers, but I think more people following me don't know me in real life or vice versa, Mm -hmm. which is strange because then every once in a while I do post something from like my regular life. And that's probably when people are like, what is this? Cause mm-hmm. I do that sometimes when I follow someone and then I'm like, what is this in my feed? And I realize, <laughs> oh, it's just this person's life right. I, who I don't know personally. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of an Instagram versus reality, like the follower aspect for yeah, sure. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Cause you, sometimes you follow someone for one reason and then right. And that's like that niche thing that like TikTok always talks about where it's like, yeah, me, exactly. Cause like we're not one thing, but Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe we're hashtag real life. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You like follow, you follow someone because of like their recipes or something. And then they post their family and you're like, well, who's this baby? (laughs) It's like, oh, it's this person. It just takes a little more investigation. Well, and then it's one of those things where it's like, you really then it becomes that like intentional following like you really have to follow the people because you like like the people or you want to follow the people for whatever they're they're giving you you know because that's true again even with us being us being multi-passionate people like we can't also fault other people for being multi-passionate people and like not totally sticking to their one thing all the time totally yeah you're totally right because you hear a lot of creators too like they'll say things where they're just like yeah, I'm like super burnt out with talking about this or like I created a whole new page because I couldn't talk about that or like I started talking about these things and I started losing people, you know, and it like, but you don't want that. Well, and like on TikTok once I had this, like I was, okay, this was like, I think the first leading up to the first Halloween of the pandemic, I decided I was going to do 45 nights of Halloween because it happened to be 45 nights before Halloween. So I was going to recommend a Halloween movie every day. Um, And one day I did practical magic, which I wasn't even really a fan of. I thought it was like pretty nuts. And Mm -hmm. then 
it got a huge response from people who love practical magic and all these people started following and I was like oh no oh no I have no more to offer you and so I did make a few more videos but then I was like I don't I mean I'm not gonna be surprised if these people go away but then again I was like well if they stay that's great if not that's fine but right. I do have to just continue and post other stuff because like I, like I'm not a practical magic account and I'm not even like a huge practical magic fan however mm -hmm. I will say that when that happened I did start to love that movie a lot more and now like I get it like I get why people right. love it so much but at first I was like this movie is wild <laughs> uh, but like stuff like that does happen and so mm -hmm. you don't know and like I mean I don't know no one owes me anything that's fine right. if they don't want to follow <laughs> well and it makes me laugh because that's similar to danielle did a very popular remix mm -hmm. uh on real on our page and like again months and months and months and months later still getting people and then oh, they're people are commenting that they want the mix to the music mm -hmm. wait mm -hmm. what is the mix it's like it's like this full on like two thousands like get down get down like, like it's got like all when you need really like your pump up jams during work and it's like early two oh, thousands hip hop yeah and, and it's, it's really good mix. songs yeah oh but that's like, so cool yeah and like I mean the real I posted it in November like basically the end of November and it's still gaining traction it's, like the <laughs> algorithm is crazy on Instagram also it is I, insane there, right now. There have been videos that get crickets and then like three weeks later, it just mm -hmm. starts getting this like rolling like mm -hmm. viewings. And I'm oh, like, what, why, why now? Who, what? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. that, and like, so I'm sure that's probably happening with that one. And then like more people get to see it. And if people are using the sound also, yes, which it sounds yeah. like it's an amazing And like sound. people, and I mean, it has like so many shares on it and so many saves. I mean, it's great. Like, I mean, happy about it it's just like super super funny because it's just like it, it is just, it, ultimately again. I think that is the best word for it is funny it's like the mm -hmm. way these things happen it's like mm -hmm. I don't know I don't have control mm -hmm. but I'm glad mm -hmm. people enjoy sometimes and that's right. I gotta check out that mix because it sounds great yes <laughs> well and also on Instagram there's multiple different algorithms so it's not just uh -huh. one so that's the other oh. thing is too is like if you play if you play into the algorithm, you're kind of never going to win because you, it's not, it's not all favored the same. So that's another totally. part. <laughs> and actually like, I do often see, especially on TikTok, like this is how the algorithm works. This is how to get views. And those videos have a ton of views because what everyone has in common is that they're trying to get more people right. watch their mm -hmm, videos. Mm -hmm. And so. it's not the algorithm. It's the people. Like if people watch or if people share, then yeah. that's what, that's how it, works it's not necessarily the algorithm it's like yeah what people are doing with your content totally and it's just like if things line up in the right way like I've had things where people start commenting because like or like I've posted things that are a joke that people don't realize are a joke so mm -hmm. they start commenting to like tell me that I'm stupid or whatever and I'm like okay well <laughs> it's like well thank you for helping me because now it's gonna push my video out yeah. <laughs> so it's very it's just really really funny but then of course then that gets scary too because it gets pushed to people who are then nasty and so mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just and it was like a joke it's like hey everybody let's calm down right mm -hmm. and things get political that were not political at all right <laughs> and that just goes to show how some people just have things they want to say and they mm -hmm. just want an outlet for it Mm -hmm. and they need a hobby yeah right they hobby. yes they yes. need to get some pez 
their hobby is not yelling at people on the internet or it shouldn't be. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. That must be, I mean, wow. Think about how many people do have that as their hobby. That's awful. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I-, I was following this one girl on TikTok and she was talking about it and she was like, you know, when I think about it, she's like, when I just think about the people who literally are spending their time, then going and like taking time out of their day to just comment and be mean to people regularly on the internet. She's like, I just, I can't even like fathom, like taking my time to just do that. Like, what's the point of that? You know? And like, why does it make, why, what would make you feel good about that experience? Yeah. I try to like play with the trolls. I'll like, Mm -hmm. I'll like be very kind or just like play into whatever they're doing and either they don't get it or like they just keep going and don't realize it's a joke or I've just learned to start to ignore because Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Like you said, like the person who's going to comment something like that is like, it's, it's not worth getting into it. And they like that. They like the attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause then they're, they get pushed out as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) oh my my gosh Claire this has been wonderful and like we said at the beginning we could probably talk for hours on end and just oh yeah have so much fun yes Uh, I love chatting with you both I mean we might have to have a part two like we we can uh but if people who are listening want to not troll but maybe get to know you more (laughs) follow you see all the cool things you're doing I mean, you can plug away any accounts thing. Oh, sure. I think they're Venmo. both the same. I should Venmo. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. Well, um, so my TikTok and Instagram, I think, are the same. They're both Clary Poppins. That's C-L-A-R-Y underscore P-O-P-P-I-N-S. Um, and that's just me. I usually I I guess I'm, I most of the stuff is on both places, but of course you get the Instagram story, which is fun. Um, right. And then if you like podcasts inside the Disney vault is available. And also we have an Instagram as well with some updates and things we haven't posted in a while because we're on a little break, um, but you can always go back and listen, especially to the teen beach episode. Yes. I, still, and Abby. <laughs> I still laugh thinking of when we were doing, I think when we were writing and we said something surf surfboard oh, but yeah. Danielle said it funny and I go okay Beyonce <laughs> yeah. and Oscar's laugh to this like his ha ha like, killed me killed me it was it was so fun I mean five people on a podcast was a lot but it was fun yeah. it was oh fun. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. can be a lot to juggle but but we did it we did yes. it um, oh, another thing that we're trying to ask people nowadays, oh, be, which is new, do you have a word for 2023, like a word that you're putting out in the universe that you're going to strive for all year? Um, uh, abundance. Ooh, yeah. love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love I guess. it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're wishing Manifest. you all the abundance yeah. for yes, the year. Yes, yes, Good, <laughs> good abundance. A, good, good abundance. Good things. Good abundance. Yeah. With yes. a little bit of aloof. <laughs> yeah, yes. aloof abundance. You don't, <laughs> it's coming. See, that's the manifestation technique. You know, you ask for it and then that's fine. Just forget about right. it. Mm-hmm. You asked. Mm-hmm. It's on the way. The right. Amazon delivery is coming. Exactly. You don't have to keep checking. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. that's good you asked it's manifesting it was on its way. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Claire, thank you again so much for taking time out. I mean, I know it's still, I mean, it's still fairly early your LA time, but. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to go out after this. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not at all. No. <laughs> like, what are your, I realized I was like, oh wait, you don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> I, like, I feel like it's like 4 PM. The sun's down. I'm in, I'm not going back out. <laughs> that's how You're i like, live no. yeah the pandemic i mean i was kind of like that before the pandemic but the pandemic definitely changed me yeah. i'm like if it's already dark when i'm home uh, inside i'm not gonna go back out You're like no thanks no, no, <laughs> well thank enjoy you. your wonderful weather in in california because this uh feels like negative eight in minnesota oh I'm, my I'm gosh done. I'm done. <laughs> snow like have you ever I've been to snow once I think like real snow I've been I think the coldest I've been and I'm like embarrassed to say maybe like 35 30 degrees in New York (laughs) a couple years ago and that was like too much because I couldn't like feel or use my fingers anymore yeah and Mm -hmm. that was when I was like no 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 why would you do this (laughs) so negative midwestern errors ask that every day Yes. No, I would yeah. freeze. I would immediately freeze. I get cold when it's like 70 degrees out. I'm wearing sweatshirts. It's I mm-hmm. I used to yeah, I used to be better, but I moved to LA and became a little baby. <laughs> yeah. No, we live in this like teens and negatives and that's, that's our life, life, you know? <laughs> you're both wow, you're both very strong. <laughs> We're so brave. Right. You are you are just walk outside we just take it all off <laughs> you are it's 58 degrees outside right now my heater is on mm. oh yeah, yeah we're I, my thing says negative three <laughs> that is crazy like is that legal that's so nuts <laughs> we're at 17 here in chicago wow oh it's gosh. that different wow mm-hmm. still wild very wild like yeah. i don't even know how you dress for that it feels like one degree, though. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's kind of intense that it's 17 degrees and it feels like one. Like, I mean, it's so, the the wind feels like, like... so funny because it's like as if you're like, mm, mm, it just no. changed, guys. We're negative five now. <laughs> wow. Well, getting there. Negative, getting negative four. We won't oh send God. the cold your way, Claire. Okay. Thank you. Or... No, she should be sending us the warmth. Why yeah, I will send the warmth. <laughs> I'll send the warmth, but like be in a good for like intentionally, not because of like global warming. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just well, redistribution. <laughs> we had such a great time chatting with you. And we're so excited that you came on the pod. And yeah, Thank you so much for inviting it. me. <laughs> yes. Anytime. Course. Anytime you just want to chat, like you can always message like, can I be on the pod today? Oh my <laughs> gosh. What a yeah. treat. Thank you. Wow. I feel honored. <laughs> and like what? Like behind Any... the scenes of something or something. Mm. Mm. I love, okay. I'll think on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, anytime man. you want to chat, you, you know where to find me. <laughs> yes. Yay. It up. All right, yes. listeners. Uh, take care and check out Claire on any and all social medias. <laughs> Bye. <Without> abundance. Bye. <laughs> abundance. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much 
for the, the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.